Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Hi there. I want to tell you about my webinars that are going to be coming up every month. I want you to check out my website and see what this month's webinar topic is and sign up. The format is going to be the same every month, even though the topics are going to change. It's going to be a huge variety of career-related topics. I'm going to give you a deep dive into content about that topic for about 30 minutes, and then you're going to have a chance for 30 minutes of Q&A in the chat box while I'm, I'm teaching you. You can ask me a question, and then if you're really brave, and I hope you will be, you can be volunteered to coach live on that month's topic. So you can raise your hand and I'll coach you. I want to give you that URL so that you can go to my website, see what the next topic is and sign up. So go to http colon backslash backslash. Nope. So go to my website at exclusivecareercoaching.com forward slash webinar sign up. See what this month's topic is. See when and, and, and what time it is. Sign up and uh, and get in there and participate with me. I look forward to having you there. Thanks. Greetings. How are you guys doing today? I am so excited to talk to you. I have to tell you about where I was last week because there's two exciting parts of it. One is on a personal level. One's on a professional level. So. I was hired by the Tops Corporation, which if you're not familiar with them, that's Bazooka Bubblegum, uh, to do some training for their their um, purchasing and their supply chain departments. The company is headquartered in New York City. They have a facility in Scranton, Pennsylvania. So we actually did the training in, in Scranton. And what I did with them was a half-day retreat using the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator, or also known as the MBTI, for team building and communication. So this is another aspect of my business. I'm a master practitioner of the Myers-Briggs. I had a blast with these people, had a fantastic time. And my son lives in New Jersey, so I got to spend about five days with him before and after the training in Scranton. And so um, we went to the 9-11 Memorial, we walked around Manhattan, we hung out in some parks in Jersey, went and ate some good Italian food. Um, and I just, we had a blast. We had a fantastic time. Um, my son is 26 years old and uh, loves his mom and his mom loves him. We have a fantastic relationship, so that's such a blessing. So that was fantastic. I'm back in Tallahassee. Um, and, and as I thought about what I wanted the, um, the content for the podcast to be in July, I wanted to go over the thought model that has been developed by my coach, Brooke Castillo. If you've listened to my podcast, especially in the earlier uh, episodes, I've talked about this. I've also written about this in my blogs. Um, I cannot recommend Brooke Castillo's podcast highly enough. It's called The Life Coach School. She has literally changed my life as my coach. I can honestly say no one has had a greater influence in my life than Brooke Castillo. I've never met her. She's never met me. She has coached me on, um, on Zoom, but we've never met in person. Um, she has no idea about me, really, or how much she's done for me. But it, it has been amazing. And, and my hope as I started this podcast was that I could have that kind of a profound influence on people, whether I ever met them or not. 
So this thought model that she's created, it was kind of a combination of various thought leaders and kind of teachers that she has studied, particularly earlier in her, um, in her coaching career. She was starting out as a life coach. And this model has made a huge difference in my life. And, and so I want to kind of start with the big picture. And then over the next five weeks that we have for the month of July, I'm going to be breaking the thought model down into its components and really doing a deep dive with those. And, and if I kind of think about the big picture about why I'm doing this, it is, and if I had to give you one sentence, it is that everything in your life is a result of the thoughts you're having. Every result that you're getting. And so I really want you to understand that. I think that before I became acquainted with Brooke, I understand, I understood this on an abstract level, and I think I sort of understood it, but thought there were limitations to it. Thought that there were, for example, some circumstances that I just had no choice but to feel a certain way. And I completely was missing the boat with that, and, and it has been so profound for me. Um, I'm actually, this, this month is the 12th month, the, the last month that I have been in her year-long coaching program called Self-Coaching Scholars. And I can honestly say that in that year, and the daily thought work that we're required to do as part of that program has just completely turned my life around and changed it and taken it to the next level. So let me kind of break down the pieces, if you will, of the thought model. So the first thing that we want to think about are the circumstances. So with any situation in your life, you're going to have a neutral circumstance. So this is kind of the facts of the situation, something that could be proven in a court of law. There's no emotion. There's no bias involved. And the circumstance is the only part of this model that I'm going to go over with you over which you have no control, or at least no immediate control. And that's really the best news that I have to offer you because everything else we're going to talk about is completely within your control. So we've got circumstance. The next thing we have is thought. So this is your thought about that circumstance. It's the sentence in your head about that circumstance. The next thing is your feeling. So what is the emotion that you're having because of the thought that you're thinking? Then what is the action that you take or the inaction or the reaction based on the thought you're having and the feeling that that thought is generating? So we've got so far circumstance, which generates a thought, which generates a feeling, which generates an action. And that action or those actions, inactions, reactions are going to generate a result. So the result that you achieve based on all of those things. So that's the pieces of the thought model. So I want you to think circumstance is kind of up at the top. It's neutral, can be proven in a court of law. What is your thought about that circumstance? What is your feeling about that thought you're having? What is the action that you're taking based on that thought and that feeling? And what result does that generate? So today I want to hone in on your circumstance. So the title that I gave this week's podcast is The Neutrality of Circumstances. So remember, I said this was neutral, no, ba no bias, no emotion. It can be proven in a court of law. So I always think about, you guys are younger than, way younger than me, but we used to have Dragnet on television, and Joe Friday would always say, the facts, ma'am, just the facts. So that's really what we're talking about with the circumstances, the facts of the situation. So here's what most of us do, is we state the thoughts in our head as the facts. So we say things like, 
My boss just blew me off when I tried to speak with him about my project. My coworker was so rude to customers. This is a terrible company to work for, and we think that those are facts, right? We think that those are provable facts, irrefutable facts. But let's break them down into what the facts really are. So instead of my boss blew me off when I tried to speak with him about a project, the fact, the circumstance is my boss said, I don't have time to speak with you right now about your project. That's it. That's all. Anything else is the drama that you're adding to that situation. What you're making that thing your boss said. Boss said, I don't have time to speak with you right now. And everything else is what you're making that mean. Okay, your coworker is so rude to customers. Well, the fact was your coworker, you heard him on the phone. He had a customer who had some service issues with a product and the co-worker didn't offer to find the right person for that customer to get the help they needed. Hung up. You're assuming that this guy is rude. You're assuming that the customer was dissatisfied and you were only hearing one side of the conversation anyway and you had some drama about that. The company, let's say that you're, you're saying that it's a terrible company to work for. Well, maybe it's a terrible company because it's growing rapidly. So the fact is what you could prove in a court of law is the company is growing rapidly and maybe because of that rapid growth there are those growing pains and you've turned that into this is a terrible company to work for so here's why this is so important as I said drama right so we want to insert drama into our stories whether we're telling them to someone else or whether we're just thinking about the situation in our head we want to add this drama and I kind of thought about this as to why that is. Why do we want to add that drama? And I think there are maybe three reasons. So number one, which is the case for many of us, is we're really in an unconscious state. We're not aware of what we're thinking. So we're, we're just not paying attention. Um, my coach Brooks says that left unattended, our brains are like toddlers running around with a knife, right? So if you can kind of picture that, that's what our brain is doing when left to its own devices. When we're not thinking about what we're thinking about, it can run amok and we are completely unaware of where our thoughts are going. Second reason I think that this happens, this drama sometimes, is that we actually believe the thoughts we're having. We think they're facts. We think that everyone would agree with us that our boss is a jerk, our coworker is incompetent, and our employer is just absolutely the worst. We don't separate out that circumstance, that neutral, provable, factual circumstance from our thoughts about the circumstance. Number three, I think sometimes the drama comes from the fact that we want people to commiserate with us. They, we want them to agree that we are in fact a victim of our circumstances. We are a victim of our boss. We're a victim of our employer. We're a victim of a coworker. We're a victim of a spouse or a parent. Um, after all, victims are helpless and they're at the effect of the situation. And when we present ourselves as victims, we can't possibly be expected to be in control of that situation. So my question to you is this, does it serve you to be a victim. What's the upside of presenting yourself as a victim? There, there is no upside ever to presenting yourself as a victim. 
So here's why this is so important. When you separate out the neutral circumstances of your life, you can consciously decide what you want to think about those circumstances. You realize that you are not at the effect of your life, but rather you are in control of your life. You can be in control of your life. And when you think about what you think about those circumstances will determine the results you get in your life. So you can't control that your boss didn't have time to speak with you earlier today, right? But you have total control over what you decide to make that mean. So maybe you decide, my boss is a very busy person. That's pretty neutral, right? There's no negativity attached to that thought. Now maybe you're not ready to say, my boss is fabulous, I love him in that moment. Maybe you won't believe that. And it's important that the thought that you generate is believable, but hey, my boss is busy. That's all, there's no drama. Couldn't talk to me right now, probably on the way to a meeting, looked rushed, maybe had a bad morning at home, I don't know, but hey, doing the best you can. You can't control how your coworker interacted with that customer. You have no control over your your coworker, assuming that you're not in a leadership position over that person. You can't, you know, coach them or counsel them on how they interacted with that coworker, but you have total control over how you think about that interaction. You can choose to think that he's a an incompetent idiot or has terrible customer service skills, but I would invite you to think something like he's doing the best he can. And Brooke, my coach, says, you know, we're all doing the best we can. Sometimes the best we can do is terrible, but we're really doing the best we can in that moment. So you can't control your company's rapid growth, but you have total control over how you think about the company. So maybe you decide to think, you know, I'm really fortunate that I work for a company that is doing so well. So here is the assignment that I want you to take on for this week around circumstances. When you find yourself reacting to a specific situation, either you know a positive or negative, I want you to separate out the facts of the situation from your thoughts about those facts. So here are some examples. So let's say your coworker doesn't speak to you one morning, kind of all morning you don't hear from them. They don't, it's, they're not their usual self. So the old you would kind of assume, oh, well, she's mad at me. I did something wrong. She's angry about me. You'd make a whole drama story up around why your coworker isn't speaking with you. But here's what I want you to do is fate, state the facts only. So Jane hasn't spoken to me today, whatever her name is, Jane. Don't add in the drama. Just say, no, Jane hasn't spoken to me today. Don't make it mean anything. Let's say your boss calls you out in a staff meeting about your progress on a project. Instead of making it mean something negative, instead of meaning he hates you, he wants to fire you, he thinks you're doing a terrible job, the fact is my boss wanted to know where I was on the project he assigned me. That's it. Now, you can decide to make meaning out of his tone of voice, his words, his nonverbal cues, but does that serve you to make up a whole negative story about what your boss thinks about you? Of course it doesn't. What benefits you, what's going to serve not only you, but your job and the, the company and the work you're kind, trying to do is to state to the facts, okay, boss wanted to know where I was on the project. I told him. Done. Over. So drama free. So I really kind of want to put you on a drama-free diet this week. 
So I really want you to be aware of those circumstances as they happen and just separate out. No judgment on your part and, and don't self-judge. Don't criticize yourself. Be aware. Be aware. Okay, here's the fact of the situation and just separate that out. Here's what actually happened. Here's what I could prove if I walked into a court of law. So I want to give you some ideas of some neutral circumstances. Now this is going to be, I think, the hardest part for you to kind of wrap your brain around. But I promise you, all of these circumstances are neutral. They're not good or bad until you have a thought about them. And I'm going to prove this, I promise. I just gave birth to a baby boy. I just got fired. I just got married. My car was totaled. I just got promoted to whatever title. My father died on Friday. All of those are neutral circumstances. And here's how I know that that's true. There are people in the world who are joyous when they gave birth to a baby boy. There are other people who are devastated by that birth. They didn't want the baby. The baby was born with, with some problems or challenges. Maybe the baby boy was born and died in the same day. There can be all kinds of thoughts around that birth of that baby. The fact that the baby was born on, gave, that you gave birth to that baby is a neutral circumstance. I have clients, I can promise you that getting fired is not always a bad thing. I have clients who are thrilled that they got fired because they've really wanted to quit for some time and the circumstance was taken out of their control. Someone else fired them. They, they were released from a job that they'd really wanted to be released from for some time but hadn't had the guts to do it themselves. So it was a great thing. I have other clients who are fired and they are devastated by it just got married. Well, how do you know that's a great thing? There's all kinds of reasons why getting married could be a negative thing. My car got totaled. Hey, my car got totaled. I wasn't in it that day. Oh, this was, this is a great story. My, so my son um, was driving a, our old Camry. This is back a few years ago and it was sitting in a parking lot at a country club. It, uh, it got run into by an elderly gentleman. There was no one in the car. The gentleman wasn't injured. He, uh, my son wasn't injured. The insurance company totaled the car. He got a nice insurance settlement from that, and they let him keep the car. So he was able to drive what was technically a totaled car, got some money in his pocket, and kept driving it until he could afford to buy a, a new vehicle. So it was actually a very good thing. I was in, years ago, I was in a one of those automatic car washes, and they there was a door on the side of the car wash where they put the soap and stuff in and they hadn't closed it properly. So I'm in this car wash and going up and down the side of my car is this open door that is flapping open and just scratching the side of my car. And there was nothing I could do about it. You know how you get in those things and you can't just get out of them. You can't stop. You're stuck. And I got a really nice insurance settlement. Despite what the signs say, trust me, they will take care of you if their machinery is at fault. And I was able to take my, my family on a pretty nice vacation with that. The car was, the, the paint job on the car was pretty damaged anyway. So I wasn't about to spend the money to fix the paint. It didn't make any sense. We took a nice vacation. So that was a good thing. 
just got promoted to a title. Well, who says that's a good thing? You might be really terrified of that promotion, or you may not think it's a good fit, or it's a job you don't really want, and now you're in it. You don't know. Just the fact that you got promoted to a certain title is not a good or a bad thing. My father died on Friday. Well, what kind of relationship did you have? Maybe maybe your father was in a lot of pain and was suffering, and it's a good thing that he's passed and he's out of his suffering so again, these are all very neutral circumstances. Here's the one that I think about the most often, and it actually was really poignant for me when I was up in New York City recently. I think about, and I think maybe Brooke has talked about this because this, this is so clear in my mind, about you know the day that the World Trade Centers were destroyed and the, you know, the, the, the plane ran into the Pentagon and all of those things, there were so many lives that were lost. And yet, for some people... In the world, the bombing of the World Trade Center was the happiest day of their life. Now, I am not suggesting that that I feel that way. Certainly not. And, and I think most Americans, most Americans agree. Their thoughts are about it are that it was a horrible event. But you understand what I'm saying is that that event that took all those lives was actually a neutral circumstance. And how we choose to think about it, we as Americans, people on the other side of the earth, how they tend to think about it, how they choose to think about it, determines whether it is a positive or a neutral experience for them. So next week I want, I want to talk about how your thoughts, how, how your thoughts are affected and how you can gently change them to ones that serve you better. So your assignment again for this week. Be aware when a circumstance comes up at work or in your life, separate out the facts from the drama and just go on a drama-free diet. Get that drama out of that circumstance and just look at the circumstance for the facts that it is. So I hope this has been helpful. As I said, I'm going to spend the whole month um, breaking down the thought model. I encourage you to listen to Brooke Castillo. I think you'll love her podcast, The Life Coach School. And uh, I'll see you next week. Take care. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.